Hi guys, and welcome back to the You Don't Wanna Know podcast. Here I am, early. Believe it or not, guys, don't fall out of your chair, but I am early. I just wanted to give you guys a little holiday, Halloween, gosh, there you go again. It's like a Freudian slip where I just want it to be Halloween all the time. A Christmas present, a holiday present, a whatever you want to call it, a gift um, on Christmas Eve. I kind of thought that maybe people would be traveling and could do something for the car. Maybe. Why not? Or just need a little pick-me-up. Or they just really need to know the true meaning behind Christmas. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to tell you that. But I do have some good stuff Christmas-themed. So hold on to your seats because it's about to be a wild ride. But first, I just want to remind you guys that I did do a couple fun... um, the live streams I think is what you would call them so check those out on Titan Media you can see those you can see my amazing uh, Christmas cookie decorations I should have won not salty about it at all though guys don't worry not salty at all but my my cookies were pretty top-notch I will say though I am kind of embarrassed about my Christmas movie knowledge because I I really pride myself in my movie knowledge and I just tanked that completely then you guys might find this super interesting um we did a Christmas or holiday I guess I should say um horror story and it wasn't like actual horror story I got super excited about it it was more like horror stories like terrible things that happened during Christmas and (laughs) you guys definitely should listen to that one just skip like the first 15 minutes of it because I'm going to try and get the girl who had a really crazy story to come on the podcast and talk about it. But I talk about my Thanksgiving that just happened this year, 2022, and it's a doozy to say the least. So I have some good stories on there. Um, Definitely check it out. Titan Media Collective. Kind of embarrassed to say this, but I did (laughs) double check and it is the titanmediacollective.com where you can find those videos It is the horror holiday horror podcast one. And there's also the um, movie, holiday movie trivia and uh, cookie decorating. Those are the ones I'm a part of. I think that's it. I could be wrong, but those are the really fun ones. Not that everything else is. I'm really sure that I wasn't a part of anything else. And that's why I can't remember. But check it out if you want to or don't. It's your choice. I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. One thing actually I will force you to do though is watch this special on Netflix that I watched this week and guys, I cried laughing when I watched this. Murderville, Who Killed Santa? Not Murderville, the just regular series, Murderville, Who Killed Santa? So funny. I'm a little bummed out. I told a bunch of people to watch it and only one person watched it because that's my credibility for movies and he didn't think it was that funny. I think it was hilarious and I think that guy just had bad taste, whatever, but it was so funny. So a series of misfortunate events have recently happened since I paused the podcast. Um, While I was talking, we heard what sounded like a door open and slam and it's just me and my boyfriend, and obviously we didn't do that, so I had a little bit of a panic attack, and I like threw my microphone down, and I was like, 
you need to protect me and you need to figure this out. So we went down and we think it was just a storm door slamming, but we don't know for sure. And I put my microphone on my laptop and now if you can't hear that, I think I locked my keyboard somehow. I am technically challenged to the highest of order. So I have no idea what I did wrong, but I'm really hoping it's not going to affect me. <laughs> but I can't type like I don't know how to type. Luckily for the podcast, I don't need to do that. Well, to post it, I do. So that might be an issue, but we're just going to roll with it, guys. You know, what can you do? So Murderville, who killed Santa? Guys, the best part about Murderville is that you get to pick who the killer is. Like, you get the chance to figure it out, too. So definitely watch it. Then, the movies that I recommend for this Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I'm not doing this on purpose. I keep saying Halloween. For this Christmas holiday season, I recommend Krampus, the new one that came out pretty recently. Probably, like, well four years ago so not that recent but it was super super good I love and most people probably don't love this but I love when horror films have like a comedic aspect to it so like it the two new movies those ones were hilarious and also made me pee my pants from laughter and from fear you don't always get that combo so very very much enjoyable and then Krampus was just really good it had a couple funny things here and there And then finally, the true Christmas movie recommendation is A Nightmare Before Christmas, the OG Christmas movie that is obscure and incredible. And I think, now I'm not going to say that because a lot of people are going to get mad about it, but during COVID, obviously a bunch of movies or movies weren't being produced and the movie theaters needed to open, so they were showing older movies. And A Nightmare Before Christmas was one of the movies that was shown, and I got to see it in theaters, and it just made me so happy. So I love that movie. I have a countdown, uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas countdown-themed thing for Christmas. It's just the best. So great movie all around. If you haven't seen it, you're messing something up. So I just realized that without my keyboard, I cannot delete I have no idea how to delete things from the podcast. So let's hope that my fingers are very fast to pause it in the middle of things when it just spirals out of control. But this is going to be a very interesting episode to say the least. Wish me luck, guys. So let's get uncomfortable, as I like to say, but it's not going to be too bad. This is, you know, this is a special you don't want to know because you might actually want to know this stuff and you might want to share with people. So, the topic today is elves, specifically Nordic elves. And when I started this topic, I was like, why elves? There's got to be some like big elaborate thing behind it because I love Christmas. I absolutely love Christmas. I love what it is now. And I also love learning about how it came to be. And that's the same with any other holiday, like Halloween and why we do what we do, like jack-o'-lanterns and dressing up all those things so the same goes for christmas why we have a christmas tree or wreaths or stockings or presents all that stuff so thinking of elves made me think okay there has to be something cool as to why elves are so prominent in the season so here i am talking about it and there are many theories as to why elves are a part of the christmas holiday 
And what I gathered is that there are so many different kinds of mythological elves in all throughout history, to be completely honest. And there are multiple aspects as to why they joined the Christmas season. So there's Krampus, like the movie that I told you guys to watch, for the bad kids. He's technically an elf. And then there's the Yule Lads, or bear with me, Zwarte Piet, maybe, for the good kids. And there's Elf in a Shelf, who's like just the snitch that t- tells on your kids. So there's a lot of different things. And there are a lot of different types of elves. Like I said, there's also categories. So there are the, oh, I should have looked up the translation for this, Lhorsoar. You know what? Pausing it to check translation. One moment. So it's Yo Salfar. So that is the light elves. And then the, oh gosh, I already forgot. Hold on. We're going to pull it up right now. And it made me giggle a little bit. So here it is. Doc Elfar. Doc Elfar. With no accent whatsoever. Well, American accent. Doc Elfar, which translates to dark elves. So those have been associated with like good and bad elves. Now the the bad elves are also known as gnomes or dwarfs. So that gets a little confusing though because some people say yes to that and some people say no to that. Some people actually don't think that dark elves are actually bad. So we'll find out. Dark elves live in the crust of the earth and have a darker complexion versus light elves live in Elfsheimer, which I think is how you pronounce it. And it's like an offshoot of heaven. It's like another like neighborhood of heaven, you could say. And the light elves have a light complexion. They're, um, it's been said multiple times in multiple places that they're more fairer to look at than the sun. And I found that there have been a lot of um, poetry by the Vikings that involve elves, but they never go too in detail about them. From what people can gather, though, is that the elves kind of seem to almost be classified similarly to gods from the poetry. They would be known to counsel gods and party with gods and even breed with gods. So some people believe that gods and elves are just synonyms I think it is synonyms or antonyms I think it's synonyms because I think it's similar and synonyms there's just another word for gods elves but some people don't believe that and it's really just like your opinion because it's the poetry and they never come out and say that but the god Freyr Freyr I think was assigned to watch over Alfheimer oh my gosh this is really hard (laughs) But he was, he was uh, given the responsibility or the gift to watch over that part of heaven and all who were a part of it. So that's good for him. Good responsibility. And he was the god of fertility, vir- virility, excuse me, and plenty, which in hand links elves to fertility. So that's where that came from. So at least we have that. Versus dwarves. Dwarves were said to make magical objects. So, for instance, Thor's hammer and Marvel and Odin's magic arm ring and so on and so forth and what have you 
which I think is super cool because in the Marvel movie, they have the guy, I wish I could remember his name. I love him as an actor, but he's the one that plays um, Tyrion in Game of Thrones. He's the dwarf, but he's like a giant guy um, that makes Thor's hammer. So that was cool. Weird thing, though, about um, the mythology is that they're never called short. Dwarves are never called short, not once. But there was one, like, short little sentence, and it said it used the the phrase dwarf size. And from there, people just assumed they were short. And from what I gather in the research, the very extensive research that I do, not, um, people just took that line and ran with it. People don't, people just, like, assumed dwarf size meant small versus dwarf size could have been average who knows not me i'm just going off of what i understand so it is really interesting though because unlike elves which i said had very few details they were just kind of mentioned dwarves have unusually or excuse me dwarves are usually very complex characters in all the stories that you read about them we get into a lot of their info a lot of like their characteristics, just a lot of stuff. So we learn a lot about dwarves in poems and stuff like that. Dwarves are mostly all male in most stories, but there are very, very, very few occasions where it'll, it won't even have like a female character. It'll just hint to a female dwarf here and there. Not much. But some people speculate from other stories that they have asexual reproduction. So who knows? They were said to watch over your homes and... Oh, well, this is about... Oh, sorry. See? Can't delete that, can I? (laughs) This is great, guys. Okay. So, elves were said to watch over your homes. Sorry, I'm getting a Pokemon Go um, notification. You guys know. I just got to catch them all. (laughs) So, they were watching over your homes. Creepy, you know, elf on a shelf. And if you were good, they did good to you. But if you were bad, they did bad to you. So elves were just kind of watching. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's one thing that they have that they like did the elf on a shelf. And they're like, let's take this a step further. I don't know. People would actually start to leave food for elves because they thought it would help them. And there's other things too, like they would have parties. And for some reason, if they left food out, they wouldn't go to the party or they wouldn't have the party at your house. It's just really weird things. Now, the word elf comes from an old English word called or said elf doll. You know what? This is probably one I should look up to. One moment. So I wasn't even close. Here it is. Elfadel. Which translates to nightmare. And then there's another word that's closely associated with it. And I'm sorry guys, I can't keep pulling up the pronunciation. Elfsgoda, which means hiccup. So like oopsie, you know? So elves are either nightmares or oopsies, you know? It's great. Love it. So like I was saying, North myth, North, Norse, that, oh gosh, that's a nightmare. That makes me think of the last podcast. I don't know if you guys listened to it, but I said Polaroid instead of of polygraph and I was mortified. So it's Norse mythology. So the creatures that they knew, saw them as, as creatures that they knew, they were like different from humans. But that's really all that they knew about them. They couldn't find more information on them. They actually originally called the elves Alfar, also known as Hundufuk, 
and I looked up the pronunciation for that and it scared the crap out of me. I would play it for you, but I feel like I'm calling like a demon or something and I really don't want to do that. So Hundofuk um, is also hidden folk. So kind of sounds similar. But elves first popped up about 1000 AD, just very briefly in Icelandic poems during the Viking era, like I said, like I, and also, like I said, not very deep. And as time went on, more details kind of started to come out and Old English and German mythology creators started to create, that doesn't make any sense, sorry, Old English and German mythology started having elves as well. And they were more chaotic and nightmarish. So maybe that's where it came from with the whole nightmare and hiccup thing. Who knows? Maybe, I'm sure someone knows. I just, I'm not taking that much time to look into it. Someday I will be doing um, other elves because those ones sound cooler. But (laughs) I already finished my research on this. So sorry, guys. In 1850, Louisa May Alcott wrote but did not publish a book, Christmas Elves. And that was the first, uh, like, talk of any kind of elves in Christmas. And I think they even had, like, a setup for Christmas tree and elves and stuff. But then in 1873, a book was published by Goody's Ladies Books. Um, And it had, oh, yeah, okay, sorry. It had a cover that had the caption, Here we have the idea of the preparations that are made to supply the young folks with toys at Christmas time. And it had the Christmas elves on there making the presents. And Goody is recognized for a lot of Christmas traditions and for showing the first Christmas tree as a part of Christmas. So she is given a lot of credit for a lot of Christmas traditions, which is really awesome. Now in 1876, Austin Thompson sorry, published The House of Santa Claus, A Christmas Fairy Show for Sunday School which also featured elves. So all of these are kind of the books or what are credited to kind of push elves into that Christmas remembrance, the just pushing elves into Christmas essentially. And that's kind of where it comes from. So now that we've kind of figured out the origin of where elves came from, let's dig a little deeper into who the elves are. Now, elves, like I said before, are also called hidden folk. And some people think that is an, it's an offensive term, elf. So that's kind of why they call them hidden folk. And hidden folk have been a part of Iceland's history for a very, 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 very long time. And it's actually even a part of some people's day to day. They might not even notice it. It's one of those things where it's like a tradition, like saying, like saying God bless you because people think that your spirit leaves your body when in reality we know that doesn't happen but we say god bless you anyways because that's just tradition so some people have it that way where it's like accidentally a part of their tradition and some people go so far to do stuff because they're thinking about the hidden folk so here are two origin stories that i found that i really loved as to how elves became a part of our lives So the first story is about God and how he came to visit Adam and Eve. And if you don't know, Adam and Eve were the first people that were created by God. Eve uh, was giving her kids a bath because she wanted them to be all sparkly for God. 
but she did not get them all done in time. So she hid them, the ones that were dirty. God came and he was like, you can't hide anything from me. And you know what? Since you tried, I'm going to hide them from you. And they became the hidden folk. On the other hand, there's the other story. So when the evil one turned away from God, so it's basically like when the bad angel turned away and rebelled from God, he was banished and all the angels that wanted to follow him could and those became demons. But there were some angels that really didn't have an opinion either way and they were sent to earth and they became the hidden folk as well. So those are the two origin stories. The second one would make much more sense for the culture that believes that elves are closer to demons. So like the old English and the Germans, that makes more sense for them. But for me, the Nordic and the Icelandic, it makes more sense for the second story. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like the Vikings didn't believe. So who knows? There's probably another thing or they just have always been here. I don't know. Way back when, the people actually worshipped elves. And that's kind of how the traditions came apart of it. They also believed that once you died, you became an elf. So they worshipped their ancestors. Not only could you become an elf after death, but, or hidden folk I should say, it was also believed that humans could breed with elves. So I'm not sure how those two beliefs go together. But we're just going to roll with it and say it makes sense. So when the humans and the elf or hidden folks are I keep or breed they're they make hybrids so they don't make just more hidden folk or more humans they make elfin so they look like humans but they have a few special abilities versus a normal hidden folk which would it would just be like a normal person it would the person or the hidden folk would be beautiful i think it'll be a little bit taller with a bunch of abilities so elfin only have a couple but they look like humans there are, are said to be over 50 different types of elves. And if you're feeling ambish, ambitious and you just have to know everything about elves, there is a school you can go to in Iceland where you can get your degree and learn all about the different kinds of elves. This school has been open for over 30 years in... Oh, boy. Reykjavik. I tried saying it on my own. If you, if you didn't hear it, it's Reykjavik. I tried figuring that out on my own and it was just a nightmare. So I just looked it up. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I still did it. It's fine. But it it's described as the introduction to your knowledge of the hidden folk. So you can't even get like a PhD there. It's a whole school for elves, but you can't actually like master in it or whatever you want to say. So that's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. They are said to be similar to humans in the terms of like eating, breathing, dying, and partying, but they party hardy, if you know what I mean. They're said to be very big partiers. They are said to go around a lot and party specifically during Christmas, so that may be another reason why they're associated with Christmas. Christmas is really the only time you can see them partying because they're so busy for the rest of the year building toys. Wink, wink. Just kidding. That's just what I said. They do live longer, though, and they have a few days out of the year where they are the, the said to be the most mischievous. And fun fact, J.R.R. Tolkien based the elves, hidden folk, off the mythology in the Icelandic culture in Lord of the Rings, if you didn't know that. So, 
pretty darn cool. I love Lord of the Rings. They look like us, but they're a little bit prettier because of course they are because we can't be pretty guys. So like I was saying before, how in some cultures, some countries, elves are or hidden folk are a part of the everyday life. And I actually found that people are being constantly surveyed, especially in Iceland, about the hidden folk. And from what I can gather about it, some people actually do believe, but some people don't. Most people say that it's possible that they exist. They don't believe that they do or they don't. They just think it's a possibility. They've actually gone as far as making like a housing complex smaller or a road to take a tarp, tarp, a sharp turn. So like avoid um, elf stones or elf dwellings. So the Iceland people, Icelandic people, excuse me, will literally build around the sacred places of these hidden folks uh, or places associated with hidden folks. And it's like, well, you know, we don't necessarily know if it's true or not. We don't necessarily believe it or not. But if it is true, we're covering our butts. And like, I think that's awesome, to be honest. They also say that hidden folk are not unreasonable, which is fantastic to hear. A protester for the construction or against the construction said, if the road is completely necessary, the elves will generally move out of the way. But if it is deemed superfluous, a possibility at Galgara, and I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right, very bad things may happen. So that sounds like a threat, but I don't know. It's basically saying, like I said in the beginning, if you do good, the elves will do good. If they do bad, the elves will do bad to you. So that's pretty interesting. Like I said, they will literally change or alter their building plans or their plans for whatever they're doing for their project around the sacred areas, which is awesome. Really awesome. I love it. I feel like their mentality is like, we don't believe but if I'm wrong, I don't want that negativity in my life. So I'm just going to do this quick little change and cover my butt. So love it. Another event that happened is these two quote unquote seers came and they, po- so I should probably describe it. A seer is someone that can like see hidden folk stuff. So they like, I don't even think they can see it, but they can like feel the energy or something like that. But two separate seers came and they both pointed at the same rock and said that it was a elf church specifically elf church and i guess there were like a handful of other rocks and they're like we didn't talk we did not communicate we picked the same rock this is like legitimate so that's kind of what happened they didn't like disturb that area because of that Another story that is spoken that is in favor of the uh, hidden folk is that during a project, a road construction project specifically, there was a bulldozer that just kept breaking down and people said that they would work on it, whatever, they would fix it and then the next day it would get messed up and they were just like, it has to be elves. It has to be the hidden folk. They were coming and they were messing with it so it would just get messed up. So there are so many different stories of people breaking like their ankles or cattle getting sick or uh, dying if you mess with their stuff and this is just another example so this is why they kind of just like say like I don't know if they're real 
I don't really know if I believe if they're real, but if they are, I don't want to get that kind of juju, bad juju in my life, pretty much. There was one construction company that said it cannot be denied that believing in the supernatural is occasionally the reason for local concern, and these options, excuse me, opinions, are taken into account just as anybody else would. That is this is simply a case of good public relations. So basically saying like, if you believe that we're messing with some hidden folk stuff, we'll just get away from it. That's no problem. We don't want to ruin your day. We don't want to ruin their day. And I think the best part of this is that this happened so often that there was legitimately a standard, a standard response to the press when they reached out about changes of plans. That was five pages long referring to hidden folk and like that kind of stuff there's another story which is pretty cool it's about a man who rolled his suv and he said that elves came and saved him and he had some more seers come and check it out and see if the hidden folk had actually saved him so he like was looking for these people and then the seers found the elves specifically the one that that helped him or hidden folk sorry and they were like, it was just, I guess, like a highly trafficked place. So the seers were like, hey, you were the one that helped this guy. Would you like us to move your rock to a safer location? And the hidden folk were like, oh, yes, but on one or a couple conditions, let me tell you. It has to have an ocean view and grass and livestock. So they moved a 30 pound boulder to a location that fit those specifications and they the land has cows and like horses and goats i think so they like legitimately did everything for a rock and these people that said that they could see these hidden folk just freaking wild and if you wanted to catch any hidden folk in iceland the day to do it is january 6th so guys book your plane tickets now because it's coming up there's a couple other days though there's the 13th day which i think is also january 6th but i couldn't get a definite answer there's midsummer there's christmas night and there's new year's eve so like go tomorrow and you'll see some the next day or however the time change works very very exciting stuff okay so try and follow me with this one the icelanders switched their calendars from julius caesar to georgia georgina i think or georgian sorry georgian georgian calendars and they were confused on when christmas would fall because of this change so instead of being like well it was this day and then there was this day so let's just pick they're like you know what christmas is a great time of year let's just make it the entire time from that day to this day so much christmas great time so yeah that's uh that's why there is that thing that's the why it's the sixth or the 13th day it's 13th day of christmas from what i understand they made the sixth day the last day of christmas so if i understood correctly the 13th day of christmas is the sixth day of january so this day gets wild again follow me with this 
cows are said to start talking but take my word for it don't actually talk to them because if you actually like listen and talk to the cows you'll go crazy so don't actually talk to them just take my word that cows talk which i thought was hilarious that they were like yeah cows can talk but don't don't listen cows are crazy don't listen just just understand that they do talk (laughs) cracks me up um where was i uh oh yeah so seals you know seals cute little things they turn into humans and any humans that have been bewitched turn back into humans so it's all good nothing to worry about i don't know if they stay back or if they transform back into what they were bewitched before didn't get that far couldn't figure out an answer so i hope with all my heart that they stay what they want it to be the one we're here for though sorry the one we're here for i can't say it the one we're here for though is the hidden folk there we go on the 6th of january they're said to have moved start moving their houses so i don't know if they're moving their rocks or just moving altogether whatever we don't really know but during this time they're they've said to have tempt humans with like different kinds of gifts But if you accept these gifts, you'll go crazy. And one story speaks of a man who is constantly resisting these different gifts. I think he's just like sitting on the roadside and there's one elf. He comes and he's like, take these shoes. And he's like, he doesn't say anything. Another elf comes in and is like a gift. He's like, take this. And guy doesn't do it. So then the last elf comes and he brings him his favorite snack, which is melted fat which like sounds delicious. In reality, it's probably like butter because I'm pretty sure butter is just fat, but I don't know. And the guy goes, oh, I could never say no to that. And then he loses everything. His mind, his job, his house, his family, everything. Also, so that's the story of why you should never talk to hidden folk. Also, on January 6th, they're said to be seen on horseback as well. There's like a famous picture of them riding on horseback. There's also a famous picture of like a bunch of girl hidden folk just dancing around. I don't really know what that has to do with anything, but I just saw it a lot. So I figured I'd mention it. Also, just before Christmas, it is a tradition to leave food outside, like I was saying, for the hidden folk because they like to party because they're rad. You know what I mean, guys? But they make a mess. You know, it's just ridiculous. They don't clean up after themselves. So for some reason, when you leave food outside your door, they'll take it, they'll eat it, and they'll go. They won't party in your house. So that's why people do it. Food prevents parties. So there you go. You're welcome. Now, that's kind of all of the information that I have on the elves. I did find a story, and it's it's a brutal story. I'm going to be honest with you. But it's a story about an elf or hidden folk, however you prefer to be identified. That's your business. And I figured I'd share it with you. Now, this is a (laughs) brutal story, completely brutal. And I actually, (laughs) I started talking about it because I kind of forgot how it ended. And I was like, this is a kind of fun story. And then I read it and I'm like, oh, I forgot. I'm going to redo this. So, you might, honestly, it's pretty intense. So, some people might want to skip this. But here we go. Okay, so it's a story of Waylon the Smith. And it's a very, very well-known story. Waylon was a very skilled blacksmith and was said to be either king of the elves or just like a very pop, 
powerful elf. Waylon was captured by the Swedish king. So he's a couple ways of pronouncing it. Nidud, Nithad, Nithud, whatever. Um, he lamed the Wayland, the elf slash folk, to prevent him from escaping. And he wanted to basically steal him and use him for his skills. So that's why he did it. He forced Wayland to work for his smithy, which I assume means his blacksmith. In revenge, and this is where it gets horrible, Wayland killed Nidud, Nithud, Nithad, his two sons, and made the king drink from their skulls. He made them drink like cups, basically, from their skulls. So that's horrible. And they he sent that to the father. He did some really other really horrible things that I really don't even want to talk about, to be completely honest. So if you want to, the full story on the horrible stuff he did, you can just look it up and find it. But in the end, he had made himself wings and he flew away. And the king literally watched him fly away. And that's the story of Wayland, the amazing smith elf slash hidden folk. And that is your Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm in Christmas Eve Eve right now, but I'll post this before Christmas Eve. Um, But this is your Christmas Eve special. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are proud of me for posting early. And I hope you guys just have a great Christmas or holiday or whatever. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you love my gift and I can't wait to receive yours in the mail. Don't worry. I know mailing takes time, so I won't expect it right away, but I do expect a present in return because that's just rude if you don't send a present. I'm just kidding, but thanks guys for listening. If you want to suggest a topic or tell me a story, it is ydwkpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be posting pictures uh, at um, on Instagram at YDWK Podcast. And there's also a Facebook page, YDWK. I think that's it on Facebook. There's no podcast on that one. But once again, thanks for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast. I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions nah. like in a consultation visit? I really or didn't care. I just wanted lines. to prolong the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? They deserve apples. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. (laughs) Laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. What do you get when you combine voice actors, playwrights, and a podcast? Well, you get an ever-growing collection of audio theater full of original works of every genre. You get Bluebird Broadcast. Hi, I'm the host, creator, and producer of Bluebird Broadcast, Milena Karpuchina. Adults need story time, too. 
and with bite-sized radio plays, immerse yourself in a story worth listening to. Whether it be about two men exploring the Alaskan wilderness, a world in which the government imposes arranged marriage for all, or a woman justifying being coerced into murder, you'll find the story for you. Listen to Bluebird Broadcast today, anywhere you get your podcasts.